Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels. We're a video game music podcast, episode 24-6. I'm your host, Rob Nichols. And I want Gator. Every week we listen to the best in Gator rock. That's right, alligators in suits, rocking out to rock and roll. (laughs) That doesn't sound very edible at all. That just sounds very hilarious. Everything is food with you, isn't it? Well, yes, I'm hungry. (laughs) I'm a hungry man. Um, every week we listen to the best in video game music from all consoles and all generations. And this week is a live recorded episode in front of our Patreon members. So if you are a member of our show at patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels, you get access to a live stream of us just recording the show once a month. You can hang out in the chat room um, and we'll give you like little shout outs like, oh, hey, there's uh, Michael Bridgewater. There's Chris Murray. Um, oh, there's Purnell. Everyone's in the chat. <laughs> and honestly, there's something kind of fun about that element, too, because in addition to just, you know, the shout-outs and stuff, it's a live conversation that takes place in there, too, which means that while everybody else is interacting with each other, they're also interacting with us, in which case sometimes it ends up tying into the actual show because sometimes stuff gets said that has to be responded to. You don't just ignore someone mentioning how delicious Gator is. you got to ride with that. You, know? you just got to go. So You just got to yeah, roll with it. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I actually genuinely come to enjoy these like live stream episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, and we also I, we also like to do is create topics around these episodes um, for our Patreon members and, and for our listeners in general. So if you follow us on our Facebook or Instagram, we'll tell you what our topic's going to be, and then we'll we'll play your music and we'll talk about your music and we'll even read testimonials if you write us a little something in your email. Which, also worth mentioning real quick while we have all these live streamers in the live stream chat this doubles for them and also for people who keep up with the show on or like a weekly basis we still have our contest you can bring up the contest that's right shirt that's right so um Purnell, guess what I don't remember what we were asking people to do oh, Wait, my no. glavin I, do I remember so <laughs> what you can do is email rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com with your unique Fun video game move. Pernell, I forgot what it is. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So basically, email Rhythm and Pixels and let us know uh, attack or a special move or whatever that you would love to see in a video game, whether it's a fighting game, an RPG, whatever shape or form you're talking about here. That's right. The sillier, but the, in the, the event, and, Oh, very silly. We love the silly. However, if you find yourself thinking, I don't, I don't think of RPGs or something, then fine. Get a little whack. You can go beyond the bus. Talk about a move for yourself or a move for Rob or myself. Oh, it cool. doesn't matter. Just make up a cool move. Yes. We're going to pick uh, the top three at random. Maybe we'll vote on it. Maybe we won't. <laughs> and then at the end of this month, the top three are going to get free uh, Rhythm and Pixels t-shirts. We And you can choose. We have the classic logo. We have Run VGM. And we have Lobster Racing, the video game, the shirt. So <laughs> check those out. You can check those out at rhythmandpixels.com slash merch m-e-r-c-h that is how you spell the word merch is it yeah yeah i'm pretty sure so did you get did you get caught in the rain i did but of course as rain does the moment i got out of the car got all drenched and ran the house like i gotta get on and start the stream yeah what happens it died the heck down i got wet for nothing (laughs) don't get the cool water hitting the window anymore i was Mm. saddened by that i love 
I'm a huge sucker for rain hitting windows. I like that it's, too. Uh, what I like is, is lately, for some reason, we've been getting like these heavy downpours while it's still super sunny outside. I really love that. Growing up, we used to call it the dumb. Well, the devil's rain. The devil's rain. Wow, that's yeah, that's sinister. And I don't know why, because keep in mind, this is something that kids came up with. This wasn't like an angry adult. This was a, a kid's jargon. I won't go into like the descriptive. In reg- Actually, I guess it's not really bad. It's just what it is. But we used to say as children that for some reason it was the devil beating his wife. Oh my god! Which is what caused it to rain while the sun was out. Okay. And of course, it's sinister because yeah, well, yeah, pretty awful. So. But the weird part is, like, you think about sunny rain as an adult, I'm like, it's actually a beautiful thing. So I'm not really happy with that descriptive anymore. (laughs) It's like, but no, it's good. As a kid, it was disturbing and weird. As an adult, it's relaxing and nice. Oh, it's great. um, Christy has been listening to a radio, a huge one of those YouTube radio stations that plays, like, old, it plays, like, old-timey music. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's also playing a thunderstorm that sounds like it's hitting, um, like, a window outside. So, See, I like that. And, and the music sounds like it's from the other, it's like muffled and like in the other room. So it sounds like it's raining outside and you're listening to your grandparents listen to records in the other room. It's See, now super chill. Super, super duper chill. You know what I want now? We should do an episode like this, assuming you can, if it's possible for you to do this. We should do an episode where we all of our tracks have that record crackle. Yeah, everything. I just put a record crackle over the whole thing. Yes! I know like, I got some samples of that Old timey episode. Yeah. We, in fact... That would be the theme of the episode, something like Gangsters or something retro like that. Yeah. And the entire episode would have that retro oh, record okay, crackle sound. Okay, we'll do like a big band jazz type thing. That would work too, yeah. yeah. Like, I like that. That would be cool. Okay, I like that. All right, all right. Um, I know we've got some, yeah, lo-fi hip-hop is what they're, is what the, what the kids are calling it. No, it's not what the kids are calling it. Kids aren't listening to it. Guys in their 40s are. <laughs> I do like the fact that for as many topics as we've, as we've come up with over the years, we're still coming up with more. I know. Obviously, some are synonyms, but I think we even rarely hit synonyms. Yeah. Well, we might have by accident. I, I'm sure we have. Um, anyway, so this month, um, I want to plan our, our our next guests. I know we've got um, uh, a few lined up. Right, Pranel? Yes, indeedly we do. All right. So, I mean, by lined up, meaning like they're on the hook and we just need to set dates. So that's One all. of them is even in this chat it's right am- now. It's amazing. Anyway, everyone's going to be on the show. We're going to have like one like power episode where everyone's on here. Um, but uh, this week's episode, Pernell, is all about Smash Brothers, but not about the real Smash Brothers. It's about... The Smash the Brothers. Smash, the Smashes that have yet to bro. Yeah. The bros that have yet to smash. <laughs> Bruh, that has not smashed. <laughs> Non-slang variant. Nope. These are Smash Brothers characters that we asked the patrons to come up with, as in characters that you wish had met Smash Brothers, despite the fact that we're up to a ridiculously large roster. Yes. These um, are the characters that you guys want to see, and the tracks that accompany them. Yeah, or or just characters I think that would be really funny. So what we're going to do is I'm going to pick um, I'm going to pick a song with a character, then Pranel's going to pick a song with a character, and then we're going to decide who wins. Oh, it's my character every time. Well, I'm not a good at arguing. I'm not a good at arguing. <laughs> I'm not even good at talking. No, <laughs> uh, no, no. Rob, see, it's a weird thing. Rob doesn't argue. Rob is definitive. Like, he's he's very passive. No, it's not. Unless I'm not passive. it's something. I don't know. Like, you're like the least resistance. You're like the path of least resistance. 
unless it's something you feel strongly about. Yeah. At which point it's like, you get this stone face, and you're just like, this is how it's gonna be. And you're like, oh crap! He isn't even, he's, he's there! If I want to press this issue, I'd better love it! <laughs> it's gonna be a real deal! Otherwise, it's just like, man, all right. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, Whereas, I, I like to debate. You know, Pernell, I can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. You know me but a long time. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to pick my first track. This is an even-numbered episode. So first on the stage, um, this is coming from Hammock from KVGM, The Last Wave. Hammock. Um, and I believe he's got a 100th episode coming up soon that's going to have a bunch of really silly stuff that we've recorded on his show. I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Um, so this is from the game for the NES, Lee Trevino's Fighting Golf. This is the Japan course and is composed by Aaron Lee Shige. But you were listening to Japan Course from Lee <laughs> Trevino's Fighting Golf for the NES, composed by Aaron Lee Shige. And that was chosen by Hammock. And, and Hammock says, Listen, I'd like nothing more than for Super Mechs himself, Lee Trevino, from Lee Trevino's Fighting Golf on the Nintendo, to show up in Smash Brothers and smash some bros. 8-bit, 16-bit, 64-bit, whatever. It don't matter. As long as, <laughs> it doesn't matter. As long as Lee Trevino is in there whacking Kirby with his three-wood or lobbing exploding golf balls at Yoshi's face, I'll be happy. Nintendo, where are you at? Where's Lee Trevino? <laughs> um, and you can unlock his alt Lee Carvello. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Carvello. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Lee Trevino, yeah, yeah obviously a, um, a professional golfer. Uh, he was born in 1939. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. He's 80 years old. You can believe that. 
I do um, like the fact that he has some dialogue about like his attacks or something. That's my first thought. Like even for folks who submitted tr- characters that didn't have like moves, my brain was like, I gotta come up with moves for these people. Yeah, no, I like that. And but like he gets a little, like, gets a little violent. I mean, he's whacking Kirby with a three wood. Like that's it's it's Smash Brothers. It's a cartoonish whacking sound. Know, There's he, no blood. This, it's this, only a percentage. This isn't just like you and me like throwing golf clubs around. This is Supermax Lee Trevino. That's right. He's smashing it up with the bros. He is an. It's uh, his, his his wiki says he is an icon for Mexican Americans and is often referred to as the Merry Mex or or uh, Super Mex. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Tex Mex. Dude is, dude's a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good. I love that you just said that. Like, it's like um, the next um, the last Rican goes peach wax people with a golf club, which is true. It is actually one of my favorite sounds in the game. I like that and the butt bump. It's a beautiful thing. Oh man, I love Peach in that darn game. But then they made Daisy, even though she's just a palette swap, I don't care. Daisy's (laughs) the real deal now. Heck, stop. What the heck are you doing, Robert? Oh, so that's Lee Trevino. (laughs) Cross stop. He's just kind of flying around the screen here. He's got a hat on that pretty much has one of his Smash Move (laughs) names on it right there. The cross stop, or the X stop. Yeah, I don't know. I must be. Uh, I'm sure it's like some some uh, some uh, I don't know some sponsor he's got. Anyway, I think a golfer would be great to have in Smash Brothers, and so that's why I picked Hammock Song. Also, right. I think it's super chill. I love how long it is. I love the breakdown that's supposed to be like a cymbal crash. That psh, 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 so good. <laughs> um, did, I'm not sure if this game came out in the states. Lee Trevino. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, do you play a lot of golf games? I mean, I know you like golf games. Me? Yeah. Um, I didn't get into golf games for the most part up until Power Golf on the TurboGrafx-16, which mm. to this day I don't understand what drew me to Power Golf. <laughs> to this day, things. no one has ever played. <laughs> hey, other people like Power Golf. It was a game. Um, but like after <laughs> like that, that, it was a game. <laughs> I think the next golf game I played actually wasn't until Mario Golf on the N64. Mm. And then it became a thing where I liked fantasy golf games. So Super Swing Golf on the Wii, Super right. Swing Golf 2, and more every Mario golf game that ever came out. Those were my go-tos. And every time I tried to play real, like, for example, I, I could have reviewed PGA 2K, you know, whatever this year's is. And my thought was like, but this isn't fun golf. This is golf golf. <laughs> I don't want to play that. Where's the Super Swing? Where's Yoshi? Yeah, right. yeah I, I want to hit a ball with a plunger. If I can't do that, it ain't fun enough. That's my take. Oh, man. Actually, Wii Sports Golf is fun, too. But that's also mainly because Wii Sports was a special thing in that when it came out, it, for whatever reason, was the game that everyone would play. Like, Well, everyone, remember, everyone was so excited about motion controls and the idea of doing real, like, sports motions or, or like, what would be perceived as real motions to do... Mm-hmm. To reenact a real sport in a video game makes a whole lot of sense. But this transcended all of it. Like, at the time, I worked for a law firm. And every year, they would have a Christmas party at, like, a nice, ritzy, fancy, you know, hotel. And they would have everybody there, everybody wearing their suits and ties and ball dresses. And everybody would have, you know, nice, sophisticated paltries. (laughs) Yet, for some reason, when the Wii came out... It was sophisticated, but they had four Wii set up in the lobby. <laughs> and people were dressed up playing Wii Sports 
but I was like the only gamer in the entire room, so I'm sitting there teaching attorneys' wives how to play Wii Sports Tennis. It was a very awkward situation, but it was also a ton of fun. Um, I honestly, that's still one of my favorite like Christmas outings, just because of all the like, the random like suit and ties playing Wii Sports in the lobby of a hotel. I don't even want to tell you about the Christmas party from last year. It was. It was bad. It was embarrassing trying to explain to a bunch of stuffed up, stuff stuffed up, uh, stuffed shirt, you know, finance Snooty. people that uh, DDR is still a thing, and what I play is post DDR madness. And they're like, we, yeah, I had to show pictures, and it made no sense. It's post DDR. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's not even post DDR. It's post ITG, which no one remembers. But the thing is, like, all of those things still exist, don't they? Um, yeah, they do, but it's it's like the subculture of a subculture of a subgenre. Um, oh, yeah, I just, it's fine. I just tell people I run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I can't understand that. Like, I don't, I don't even shy away from it at this point. I'm just like, what do you do? Like, what do you like? Pronounce? I like shoegaze music, yeah. and I like video games and eating disgusting and hot foods. I like turkey. I like turkey dinner, Brock's candy corn. And I'll just say it to coworkers like, "What?" I'm like, "That's right, I'm eccentric, baby." <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> I gotta throw the baby in there. That's how you know I'm serious. That's right. Yeah, totally. All right. So, who's going up against Lee Trevino? This is going to seem like an odd choice, but I honestly think it's a very appropriate one. This comes from listener and friend of the show, Bedroth, and the game is Super Bonk, which means the character, of course, is the title character, Bonk, the caveman. And the track title is Twilight Space from Super Bonk on the Super Nintendo, composed by Masaki Nishizawa, Keiji Ueki, and Kenosuke Suemura. from the game Super Bonk on the Super Nintendo composed by Masaki Nishizawa, Keiji Ueki, and Kenosuke Suemura and submitted by listener Bedroth as a submission for the character Bonk, the title character. What does this dialogue say? He's got an interesting bit here, so let's get into it. Okay, guys, this one was a lot tougher than I imagined. First, 
I can only think of one character who I thought really deserved a place and could have a fun moveset, who importantly in this instance might not be anyone else's first thought. Then I talked to Shoot Kapow, and we discussed a lot of the usual contenders. I am personally really partial to the idea of Gino from Mario RPG, where Shoot Kapow is really pulling for Lloyd from Tales of Pony. Spoiler, I I'm down with Shoot Kapow on this one. Um, but, like a compass needle pointing back to the true north, my mind kept coming back to the character, to one character. He's not a super nostalgic favorite, and he's probably not topmost in anyone's mind, but Bonk is well known as the platforming poster child of the TurboGrafx-16. For anyone who doesn't remember, he's a big-headed cave boy who can somehow use his giant noggin to defy physics and float through the air, and eating questionable meat drives him to the craziest invincibility <laughs> state I recall seeing in retro gaming. Hudson Soft doesn't have any fighter reps in the game, and I think it's about time. I agree with you, Bed Rock. And I think Bonk would make a suitable contender. And it's funny, because people who aren't familiar with Bonk probably don't think he could do much. After all, he's just a he's just Bonk, right? What's he going to really do? But the thing is, his head is like titanium. Nothing gets through it. Like Lee Trevino coming at him with a golf club? What is it going to do? This guy <laughs> slams into machines all the time with his noggin. He doesn't care. Uh -huh. um, he bites with his teeth, and he uses his teeth to climb walls. He bites into walls and scales them with his teeth. That is power, baby. And I would make a formidable smash attack. Forward A would be the bite attack. Um, Forward normal, A is the bite attack. That's right. Um... His up and B, basically his B moves would be his noggin attack. So like up and B would be like him like doing like a weird upwards flip where he's like smashing his head around and he kind of like does his flip coming down with it. Um, of course, you need to do something with the meat though. And the meat would come a matter of like his, maybe like his forward, no, it's his stationary B. His forward B would be the head, but his stationary B would be throwing the meat out. And if you get the meat, you have to get a certain amount of it to charge him up to, like, Crazy Bong. And when he gets to Crazy Bong, he can blow fire with his B attack. So... Wow, this is all in the testimonial. That's no, I made all this up. This is all per this is all pure P at this point. <laughs> all right, but then... Because I'm but, trying to come up with... I'm trying to tell you why he'll get the crack out of Lee Tavito. And his Super Smash would be him eating blue candy and becoming Giant Bunk. All right. So Lee Trevino has a Super Swing... In which he can just take us not just a swing at Bonk, but at um, Pokeballs on the stage. He can knock them all out. Um, he can hang off the side of platforms with his golf club. He has a caddy. He has a caddy <laughs> that flies, hovers above the stage. And when he does his super, the caddy drops. And it not just, caddy hovers? Yeah, drops two bags of golf clubs. And, and Lee Trevino like hulks out, and his shirt rips open, and he goes, <laughs> and he and he and he, and he gets younger. He gets younger by forty years, and like <laughs> he gets ripped. And he grabs all of the enemies on the stage, shoves them into the into the golf bags, and just throws them. <laughs> and he goes, "I'm Lee Trevino." <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, all right, so I, that is Lee Trevino versus Bond. <laughs> I just like that he has a flying caddy. Why wouldn't he, right? He's, he, he's Lee Trevino, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that explains everything. Oh, my God. He's got some special technology. And it's not just Lee Trevino's golf. This is Lee Trevino's fighting golf. 
so you know he's up for a challenge. You know he's, he's up for it. Win. He's up for the win. I understand that. That's freaking hilarious. See, you went hard on that. I was expecting you like, Lee Trevino has a golf club seat, and he swings it. He swings it hard. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> All right, I'm looking in the chat to see if I... Oh, I changed one person's mind. I don't think it's enough. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's still Bonk. Bonk's head will smash the clubs. Like, Bonk is a powerhouse, baby. Bonk wins. Bonk, baby. Bonk wins. All right. He worked hard for that win, too. All right, here we go. Now we just need him to come back. Next up. Return. Next up in the bracket, um, we have... What do we have here? Here we go. We have from um, our listener and Patreon member, Sonic Medley. This is... Stage one from the Adventures of Bayou Billy for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, we're going classic again. So I'm trying oh, to sway. I'm trying to sway the audience in my favor. <laughs> I'm actually liking these matchups, to be honest, because yeah. I already know who I'm picking against it, and oh, it makes on. actual sense. It you know, makes I, sense. I feel like I'm at a disadvantage, but that's okay because I got Bayou Billy. And yeah, if you want, we can switch them around. Like the next for the last one, unlike normal for the show, I could pick first. Yeah, it's fine. I don't care. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is from the uh, the Adventures of Bayou Billy for the NES. Um, we have a, a, a whole series of composers on this uh, soundtrack. I think it was Konami, but I don't. We don't know who the specific composer was. We have Jun Funahashi, Kiyahiro Sada, Hidenori Masasawa, Atsushishi, Atsushushi Fujio, and Tsutomu Ogura. That is the uh, Konami sound team, the Kuahara Club. This is Stage One from the Adventures of Bayou Billy. Listen to stage one from the game The Adventures of Bayou Billy for the NES. Pernell, what do you know? What do you know about Bayou Billy? I know that he likes him some crawdads, but not chitlins. <laughs> Screw chitlins. <laughs> he likes um, knives. He likes knifey spoony. You like? Yeah, he's, he's yeah he's, he's he is yeah he's pretty much um, um uh, what's that? A crocodile Dundee. I also know it's Captain N's worst game. Yes, it is. I remember that episode. I remember that episode. It was in Captain N, and he can't beat Bayou Billy, but every time it showed the TV screen, it was like this weird... Do you remember Do you remember this at all? It wasn't Bayou Billy on the TV screen. It was like this weird like like, like uh, LCD matrix of like stick figures running around. 
See, that I don't remember. Oh, I, I remember, just remember. They only showed it, like, one time. It was, like, Mother Brain was, like, looking into, like, his living room. It was like, we gotta figure out his weakness. And just shows him, like, I just can't beat this game. And so he summons his school bully. They take an image of his school bully and make him good at Bayou Billy for some reason. <laughs> so that he can battle him in Bayou Billy land and beat him. It was the most bizarre episode. Oh, my God. And that says a lot, being that it was Captain N. Captain but, um, weird, weird stuff going on. Um... But yeah, Bayou Billy. Bayou Billy is a weird one. I mean, that artwork on the cover is so strange. I mean, it is. I mean, he looks kind of like a mix between Bill Pullman and uh, Crocodile Dundee and Hulk Hogan. Like, it's so strange. <laughs> uh, but this came from Sonic Medley, um, and he says, Bayou Billy. He has a dagger, a gun, an uh, off-road jeep. His moves would consist of different attacks that use the jeep and snakes and alligators, or back to the gators, uh, maybe a swamp area effect that slows down other players. Uh, his special could be a huge crocodile that enters and... <laughs> he wrote the word croc, and I did not read it as such. Uh, he, his special what could be a, a huge crocodile enters and wanders the level as, as if the floor was swamp water, had anyone caught in its path, slash jaws gets a KO as it jumps out to the attack. The music also slaps hard. It does. And it, this wouldn't need an arrangement update. They can just put this track in the game. Mm. I'm saying this track is too good. That's my edit. That's what I said. <laughs> I never played He would Bayou win Billy. with the music. He would just hit you with the music cheap. I've actually never played Bayou Billy. Like, it was like one of those games that, like, I think it was one of the earlier titles that came out on the NES. Is that right? I wouldn't say early. It came out... I'd say it came out in the midlife of the system. Oh, no, not even the midlife, because it came out around the time that Castlevania 2 did. So that okay, was Yeah, North, North America, 89. So, I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah midlife. Yeah, kind of the midlife of, of the system. Maybe it was, like, early when I, I learned about the system when I was younger, because I was only, like, 8 years old, at the, 8 or 9 years old at the time. Um, if I, I'm, it's been a it while, but I feel like the game had... It had... I think it had side-scrolling elements, mm -hmm. and then it had, like, shooter elements. Yes. Like, er, it did? It did. So um, you had like side-scrolling, almost like a, like a Double Dragon style, where you had fighting bad guys, and then it would go onto different parts of the stage where you had to get the, the, the light zapper, and you would shoot enemies on the screen with a light zapper. So that would definitely be part of his oh. Smash Brothers um, I got I got to make an interjection recommendation here. What's that? Because someone in the chat made a comment that I stuck out immediately. Game Jackal came up. People talking about Jeep-based combat and their love of Jackal. Jackal. I'm I'm here to tell you there are two games you need to look into ASAP. ASAP. First game. It's called Renegade Ops. It was on the PlayStation 3. It may have been on other systems. I don't remember. But Mike, um, listener and friend Mike Myers and I played through that game from beginning to end <laughs> in co-op. It is totally like an up version, uh, updated version of Jackal. You will love it. Another game that you might not have heard of because it was way under the radar is on Steam. It was called um, Bugs Must Die. And it is also very Jackal-esque where you're driving a Jeep around. You can get upgrades for the car and you're attacking bugs and saving hostages from buildings and all that. It is also a fantastic game. Jackal on the NES is not easy either. It is a difficult title. Um, it is unforgiving, and you can get yourself stuck really easily if you're playing two-player because you can get each other like trapped into different corners of the screen. Um, but it's a, it's a good game. It's a really, really good game. Me and my brother used to play that all the time. Um, it's a lot of fun. There's a great um, playthrough of it on the Game Grumps. It's like one of the first games they played through. 
like eight years Was it ago. entertaining to watch him suffer through it? Oh, yeah. The way you- oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like the early game Grumps were great because um, Danny doesn't really play modern games, so he only knows like the classic stuff, so it's really, really fun watching him on the same playing field there. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, that was really good. But I, I love I love that game. But no, I never got around to playing Bayou Billy. It was like one of the earlier games. I remember seeing it come out, and I just I wasn't interested in it for some reason. It just wasn't, didn't like, didn't tickle my fancies. That's, that's the new thing I'm saying. <laughs> like to kill. Alright, so who's up against Bayou Billy? Well, I feel like it's hard to say who's going to win here, but I do think that of the options I've got at my disposal, this would be the best pairing. Okay. So like, like, this, like, That's like a wine pairing, right? So. It really is. Like I'm putting thought into this that most people probably wouldn't. But I, <laughs> I, this is my wheelhouse. I like this kind of fantasy uh, yeah, boxing stuff. Yeah, of course, stuff. of course. This character submission comes from listener Stephen Miller. The character, of course, comes from a game that I, be- I, am, I love very much. The game's called Iconoclast, and the main character being Robin is the character submission. The track title is called Blockport, and it is composed by Joaquin Sandberg. listening to Blackport from the game Iconoclast, submitted by listener Stephen Miller, composed by Joaquin Sandberg. And the character for this submission to be added to Smash Brothers is none other than the title character, Robin. Robin? Actually, before I go into my dialogue, I'm going to read what Stephen has to say. Mm, okay. I played through Iconoclast earlier this year, and I really feel like Robin fits both the aesthetic and the unique moveset that makes Smash characters stick out. Firing the stun gun, swinging an electrified wrench, and dropping magnetic bombs combined with Robin's bright aesthetic would be a fine addition to the roster. 
Shame about the duplicate name, though. <laughs> I actually love that it came up in the chat and the Stephen Miller mentioned it, too. Actually, I think Stephen mentioned it in the... No, he did mention the chat. That's what makes it better. Someone else brought it up in the chat. Or maybe he did. I don't know. The point is, it came up. Um, <laughs> and I do agree wholeheartedly that Robin would make a fantastic addition to the game. She has a cool dodge roll already from the game proper. Um, you can set her up with some of her badges for like some sort of buff which you can use by one of the button combinations. Yeah, she has that huge wrench that she swings around, which is pretty cool. I mean, I do like that. Yeah, that wrench would be awesome. Be like a wrench foo sort of scenario. And her standing, I guess I guess it would be her standing B move, but her standing B move could be charging up the wrench to electrify it. Yeah. At which point then all of her moves get an augmented ability. All of her, um, all of her A moves would get an augmentation because her A moves, of course, would be swinging the wrench in a uppercut fashion, a forward motion, or a ground slam motion. Um, forward B would be the magnetic bomb launch. Um, up in B would be firing a grapple, which she would then use to immediately take the wrench and rocket along it and hitting anyone that's in her way. Oh so gosh. that would be her way to get back onto the field and also do damage in her up B like as an aerial attack. It would be really freaking cool. Um, God, I would, I would use... Robin would be an awesome character. And I feel like her super smash move would be her getting some use of the usurper gun because she already has a stun gun, which can, I didn't even mention for a move. But she has her stun gun, which would be a thing she could throw out. But her super smash would be grabbing the usurper gun, and then it would fire like giant blade, like wave beam blasts across the screen that just pretty much like send characters flying off the board. That would be pretty cool. Now, but Bayou Billy is out there turning the entire level into a swamp and attacking her with crocodiles. How do you think she's going to do against a bunch of crocodiles? I do love how you're like, turns the entire field to a swamp. Shoot, if I realized you were going to go the super fast and fantastic route, hell, I could have been like... Well, know. I'm just, I mean, that's honestly what, what was in the, the testimonial here, was that it turns the floor into swamp water, slows everyone down, has a crocodile come up and biting people. I think it would be cool if, um, um, if he didn't just have, like, a series of, like, guns and stuff, but, like, he had, like, a whole bunch of, like, weapons at his disposal. But she would, too. I'm on the fence about who would win in this matchup. That's why I thought they were a really good combination, like yeah. a pairing against each other, because they're both tool-based characters. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, I'm 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 seeing Bayou Billy in the chat. Anyone else? Anyone else? Um, Come on, we need some Robin love up in here. Robin would win this thing. <laughs> Robin would take it home to Mama. I, and she, then all she certainly has a much better design than Bayou Billy. Yes, th- right. Yeah, and here's Robin. All right, who's gonna who's going to do it? Uh, I don't know very well. So got two for Robin. Two for Robin. All right, Robin wins. That's it. Robin. Robin wins. All right. So you know what? For now, we have to put them <laughs> against each other now. <laughs> Are you going to mash the mash up the tracks? No. Yeah. No. I, I. I didn't. I didn't plan on doing any of this. So now we have to have Robin from Iconoclasts defeated by you, Billy. But now Robin's got to go up against Bonk. <laughs> oh, we're doing that kind of battle. Yeah. So now Icona, so uh, Robin from Iconoclasts. You I know, feel like it's got to be Bonk. Tools. And I, why, I chose why? the... Why? I mean, why? Just because he's, cause he just, he has a big head. He doesn't even wear shoes. That's literally all he needs. Bonk is a broken character, you understand. Bonk is broken. If you're, if, then, you, then he's going to go all the way. Not, not quite. We haven't gotten to the back end yet, but I do believe he would beat Robin. (laughs) 
I mean, look at his arms. His arms don't even reach his, his legs, his feet. Doesn't need him. He'll hit the ground with his head, and it'll spring him off the ground. He uh. could also just jump normally, too. As that is true, the let the stun Wait, gun wait, how is that a special him. ability? He can jump normally. <laughs> what does that even mean? Touche. Actually, Justin makes a point that I didn't even think about. Robin would use her attacks to stun him, which would then make him more vulnerable to the physical attacks, because though his head is nigh indestructible, it's not completely yeah, indestructible. I also think that Robin's got some range, while... Um, well, Bonk has got to get pretty close. I mean, his head's big, but I mean, he's like a—he's a grappler, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. The bunkiest of bunks. So who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? I'm voting for. I'm voting. You know what? I'm. I. I still like Bonk, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like Bonk too, as long as he right. can avoid the stun gun. All right, Bonk. Bonk's going all the way. Bonk's in the final. Though I also just realized too, if he ate the meat, he would become invulnerable to the stun. He just needs to get the meat <laughs> in the system. Bonk is in the final. All right, so who's going up against Bonk? All right, we have uh, my last track here is coming from Michael Bridgewater. This is from the game Zool 2, which is the, I believe he's the interdimensional uh, interdimensional ninja. Uh, yes, he is. Uh, this of is the ninth dimension. <laughs> this is from the Commodore Amiga version. This is the track called Tooting Common. And the composers are Patrick Thelon and Neil Begin. And here we go. Zool 2 for the Commodore well, this- Amiga. Huh? Bye. 
want a piece of this ninja? Let me show you something. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You don't, you don't want this ninja. You don't want any part of this ninja. You don't want for, nothing. For I got the shuriken. I got a blade. I, I got another blade. We might have a contender against I'm Bonk. Gonna, I'm saying. He's from uh, the well, we dimension. That is true. He's from the nth dimension. All right, well. He's from the nth dimension. Well, you're listening to Tooting Common from Zool 2 for the Commodore Amiga, composed by Patrick Fellon and Neil Biggin. This is chosen by Michael Bridgewater, and he says that while Smash now includes tons of characters from a range of franchises, these franchises are still overwhelmingly of Japanese origin, which is to be expected since they're mostly Nintendo properties. Um, I think it would be interesting to see the inclusion of a character from the world of video games released on home computer systems as opposed to the usual console platforms, and one with European roots. I hereby nominate Zool, a ninja of the nth dimension who was designed by the British company Gremlin Graphics, originally for the 1992 Commodore Amiga platformer Zool. I think Zool would be a lot of fun to play as in Smash because of his striking appearance and blistering speed. If you've played Zool before, you'll know what I mean. Maybe that's to maybe this tune that I have selected could be the one that is arranged for Smash. Tuning common from the 1993 Amiga game Zool 2, a piece that starts out sounding a bit Egyptian. Yes, the track's title is a dodgy pun. Uh, before evolving into a full-blooded banger with a secret agent kind of flavor. Yes, a secret agent flavor. I was trying to put my finger on that. And then he says, "I hope you like it." Pernell, suck it. <laughs> hey, he did not say that. He did not say that. He is my friend. He would not tell me that. See, I looked. He didn't say that. He said, he said, let me see. I hope you like it. Pernell, you are an awesome jet, and your majestic mane shines in the moonlight <laughs> at all times. You are the best. I did, yeah, I did some editing. Thanks for being yeah. a great person, Pernell. I'll, I'll admit. Hi, I'll diggity admit, dog. I'll admit, yeah. I'll admit I'm jealous. Sure. He, he said all that. I, I wasn't expecting him to say it, but I appreciate the kind words. Thank you, Michael Bridge. So Zool so is a very fast platformer. Not Sonic fast, but he's quick. Um, very colorful, very interesting looking. Got a lot of uh, got a lot of tools and weapons at his disposal. He's a very cartoony character. I like him. Wonderful. <laughs> I love how he, Michael Bridges. I say all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love this. I love doing these. <laughs> um, so yeah, what do you think of this track? And then what do you think of uh, Zool? Honestly, I want to play Zool. It makes me sad that I haven't played it. But I feel like I remember getting ported to maybe the Super Nintendo. Mm. Like, you know, yeah, Zool, the first Zool was, yeah, it was definitely ported. I don't know if the second one was ever, was ever ported. But I remember seeing the first one. At least hearing a lot of the music anyway. Um, which I think is just just arranged um, onto the the system, but the Amiga's got a very unique uh, sound to it. Um, it's all sample based and uh, very hard pan left or right. Yes, uh, Michael, he uh, confirms that Zool One is on the SNES, but not the sequel. So this might, maybe I'll do that before I go to bed. I'll boot up Zool and get a taste of it because I remember reading about it. I remember seeing the game, but it was one of the ones that fell under. It fell through the cracks for me, but as a character and what I remember of how he looked I think he'd be a cool addition to Smash Yeah, and I actually right there, do right? think I do think he would stand a better chance against Bonk or as much as I love Bonk <laughs> Zool would have him on the speed and the speed coupled with the power would allow him to get through Bonk's defenses his defenses being his freaking dome uh, and meat 
invulnerability is only temporary. So, I mean, all Zul has to do is just stay out of his reach until it wears I mean, off. Now, he's got super jumps. He's got punches, kicks. He can slide tackle. He can fire magic cannon with four different magic spells. Um, yeah, he's got an invincibility spell. So I'm thinking maybe he's got all sorts of crazy power-ups like throughout the match. You know? I do kind of wish that I could just like had suspend disbelief and just go, yeah, but Bonk has a big head. <laughs> he would win. But I can't in good conscience do that. Oh, man. Well, I mean, he, he may not go up against Bonk. It depends on who he uh, who he fights against here. Um, that so, is true. So this is Zul. Um, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. Thank you so much for giving us this tune to play. For right. as much as I love this character, I'm not sure if he's going to run the gambit on the win. Uh, but I'm going to sell the living daylights out of him. <laughs> I hope so. Who's he up against? This character, this list, this submission comes from friend and listener Andreas Melberg mm-hmm. um, from the game Rayman Origins, mm-hmm. and the track title is Land of the Living Dead. I don't know who composed it though. I should probably have to look that up. Yeah, we'll, we'll look at that information and we'll bring it when we get back.
listen to the Land of the Living Dead theme from the game Rayman Origins for a lot of game consoles, composed by Christophe Haral and submitted by listener Andreas Nelberg with the character submission of Rayman from the Rayman series as his contender. I would love to see Rayman in Smash Brothers because he has floating gloves for Pete's sake. Pete's sake! <laughs> and the soundtracks are awesome in the newer games. So this is my humble request from the depths of Sweden. There's a little bit of cheating here in Assist too, because Rayman is a character that I've been wanting to have in Smash Brothers for years. Many years. So seeing someone else request him, I was like, well, I gotta go with this. It just makes sense. Like, Rayman is surprisingly... He has a little bit of versatility that a lot of people might not be aware of, too. So he's lacking of limbs, which I'm sure in Smash Brothers, where they could probably come up with a way to make him more limber, like limber for dodging because of his lack of limbs. But he has a he basically can punch and kick, which is a, just a basic combo. So his A moves could primarily be based around that element. But his base B move could be a costume swap because he only had this in one Rayman game. But in Rayman Three, he actually had three different transformations he could undertake, and each one gave him various properties, like a grappling jaw for a fist, and like he could fire rockets with his fist. And I can't remember the third one. I think it just made his fist more like powerful and punchy um but the b button could just be switching his costumes and then from there he could don't give him limbs that's yeah, his waiting it's power it's so easy you know where the limbs are you just draw them in right just like this so so if you were a member of our patreon you'd see the the, the amazing drawing i did <laughs> of his limbs just now it's terrible this is an abomination <laughs> just ruined a classic character see his elbows would be here <laughs> that's terrible that's el terrible these would be here it's such, it's so, Rayman is such, he would be a great character to have in the game. I'm not sure, I think, you know what? His final smash would just be a bunch of, the rabbits would just raid the game. <laughs> like a, a bunch of rabbits would just come out in various forms and absolutely just wreak havoc on the match. And anybody that they KO counts for Rayman. <laughs> and for those who aren't familiar with the rabbits, stop Ruining him. He went to smoke a cigar. Rayman is a rated G hero created by a fantastic studio across the pond. Yeah, that's what it is. There it is. It's a baguette. He had a baguette. Rayman yeah, I, loved I, I, baguettes. I, I was drawing a microphone, which turned into a cigar, which turned into maybe some other paraphernalia. But it's a baguette. But yeah, it looked, it, it looked like a baguette. Yeah. Michael Bridgewater. <laughs> no, it's a baguette. And it's delectable. And. I will, I will honestly admit that I feel as though Rayman would likely lose to Zul. Only on the concept that Zul is... He has a lot of powers at his disposal, and he's a speedy little bugger. 
And Rayman is actually for a game character. He's actually surprisingly fragile. He doesn't he doesn't stand up to a lot of punishment. But if he can get his hands on you, oh snap. Yeah. Yo, Rayman, I think Rayman is one of my favorite characters in gaming. Um and which is funny because when I bought the original Rayman game, it was kind of like a pity purchase for my Saturn. I was just like, I need a game and I have nothing to choose from here. So I guess I'll just buy this. This looks okay. And I took it home along with Guardian Heroes and I fell in love with it. It, be, it was a... It took, like, maybe the first three levels when you get to, like, your first, like, real power-up. But after that, it became, like, this fantastic thing. So maybe, like, side-by-side, side, Rayman is the game you want to play, but Zool is the ninja who's going to beat somebody in Smash Bros. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got to play to the we gotta play to the cuff, man. We're talking about beating heads in, not, <laughs> you know, popularity here. So we're thinking Zool. Zool wins. Uh- I think Zool's going to take it. There we go. Zool, the intermen- interdimensional something ninja. <laughs> the the, the, the n- dimension. It's a variable. It can be any dimension. There you really. go. But he just defeated Did you have to make it so bloody? <laughs> couldn't, just been, couldn't he just let him exit gracefully stage left and been done with it? But I just, I worked on all of these 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 blood, you know, spatter, you know, tools and, and emotes and animations. I got to use them. I mean, all these fatalities. That is true, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know, Rob. I I just want I just want Rayman. All right, I just so want Rayman. And I want right. him badly. So now we're going to decide who goes up against Zool in the bonus round. <laughs> All right. So in the bonus round is where we play where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme. We've asked uh, our uh, listeners to submit tracks for the show. And for my track, I mean, if you want to get my attention, you know how to do it. This is from Street Fighter. (laughs) (laughs) This is a track from The Last Recon. He picked uh, a bonus round pick from a arranged album um, that was released by Capcom called Diverse versus Capcom. This is the Kami stage. And it is uh, composed by Siyun Nishigaki, arranged by Oka Oriahara. So let's dig into this track. It's really well done.
He's like the VGM doctor, and he's got the cure for what ails you. <laughs> and that is some slap bass and some saxophone solos. Oh my gosh, that was uh, Cami Stage, arranged from the album Diverse vs. Capcom, composed by Siyun Nishigaki and arranged by Oka Oriahara. Wow, that was amazing. That was submitted by The Last Recon. And he says, yeah, another one, I know. But anyway, because I think he submitted something else. Um, but while I don't like Cami that much as a character, I mean, she's really hot. But if anything, she'd be a chic clone, so to say. I don't know what chic is. Chic? Is that a Smash Brothers thing? From Smash Brothers, yeah. Okay. That's Zelda's alter ego. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know Zelda had an alter altered beast igloo. Oh, mercy. <laughs> Rise from your grave, Rob. <laughs> oh, my God. It's past nine. Rise from your grave. <laughs> However, it'd be nice if Capcom had more of a female presence in Smash. That and I heard this track on Kung Fu Carlito's bonus episode. Oh, okay. As I stated, me and him are having a VGM battle, and this is a song he put on his list, and I can't deny the pure awesomeness of this track. I tip my hat to you, good sir. Well played. Holy moly, this is an amazing track. Um, I concur. You know, I Kimmy in Smash, you know, she doesn't have, like, the crazy, um, you know, like, fantasy moves, you know what I mean, like fireballs and stuff. She's got some, some cool moves that involve her flying in the air. Well, to give you some perspective on her potential use, I mean, they put Ryu and Ken in the game. I'll tell you this. Um, I wouldn't just put Cam. I'll, I'll make one adjustment. I wouldn't put Cammy as Cammy into Smash Brothers. I would put in the um, the Cannon Spike Cammy from uh, the Dreamcast game. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, where she's on the rollerblades and she's got other stuff. Because I think that would be really, really cool um, in Smash Brothers. Yeah, technically, yeah. You just, technically, keep in mind, we're talking about Smash Bros. It could be the same person and have movesets comprised from both characters. Well, that's true. That's true. Like, um, where, like, certain moves, suddenly she's wearing rollerblades and flying around the screen. Well, yeah. I mean, like, her, just her dash move or her forward press would be, like, her just dashing yeah. with rollerblades. I think her cannon drill, that kind of horizontal, like, kicky move thing that she does would be really good in Smash Brothers because that could get people down. Like, that could hit them really low. And knock them mm-hmm. off the stage. I think that's pretty good. Pretty practical. Okay. Cami for the I win. Like I don't know. I got a submission here too that Also she's top tier in Street Fighter Five. You can't beat her, so I don't know, but this character is top tier in his entire franchise. And to be frank, I already I got some I think I got I think the submitter already put some moves down, but just in case, okay. I got a few ideas too. We got? So let's get right into it. This comes from friend and listener of the show, Mike Myers. This is the Stern's theme metal cover from the game Advance Wars, and the composer of this cover is Nick Von Eden.
Welcome back. You are listening to Sturm's metal theme cover from the game Advance Wars, composed by, as a remix, by Nick Van Eden and submitted by listener Mike Myers, with his character choice being the actual character Sturm. I'll read the testimonial and then we'll get into the nitty gritty of why Sturm's going to kick the snot out of camp. <laughs> Let's get it in. Fire Emblem's popularity in the West overshadows a much more lighthearted and fun strategy series by the same developer, that being Intelligence Systems. We mostly know it as Advance Wars, because we never got the localizations of Famicom Wars, Game Boy Wars, Super Famicom Wars, etc. This theme plays during the battle against the final boss, Stern, but it actually incorporates elements of all the other Black Hole Commanding Officers' themes. Spoiler, I didn't know that, honestly. That's That's cool, cool, yeah. The original track, like all GBA music, has a tinny compressed sample sound that hasn't aged all that well. But this cover version brings that original composition back to life and gives us an idea of what Sturm's Smash Brothers stage theme might sound like today. If Sturm were a Smash Brothers fighter, he would be completely overpowered, that is true, <laughs> with attacks like summoning a meteor and would be instantly banned from tournament play. Mike is right about that. Like I said, the moment the name came, I was like, well, Sturm's going to win because he'd be totally broken as a character in every way. Mm. Now, keep in mind, though, this is Smash Brothers, so the Meteor Stormman would likely be his final smash. If he got final smash, he'd make it rain Meteors, and any air characters hit with the Meteors would immediately get knocked out. Now, what would his actual moveset be now? Here's where it gets a little dicey because in Advance Wars, as you can probably guess, it is a game where the generals command units on a map to do fighting for them. They don't actually get down and dirty. Though, by the virtue of how Sturm's character design is laid out, we could make some, you know, assumptions here. One, that his melee attacks, you know, basically his smashes, a smash attacks, would likely be based around the idea of steam-based melee. So, like, steam-powered punches and kicks. That is right. So he needs, what, coal? No, you don't need coal. He's just powered. Like, you're not going to find coal on the stage. Mm-hmm. He's just steam-powered. He's going to start mashing heads up. Um, exactly. You don't know what's under the coat. Mike says you don't know what's under that coat. He could be some kind of Darth Octorop. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's true. Like, uh, you don't know what's happening under um, um, Sturm's coat, but you know everything that's happening over on Cammy's side. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nothing's being And Sturm... Yet. And due to the fact that he wears that coat and he has that helmet, you can make those assumptions of, like, maybe he's, like, a steam fighter. Like, maybe he's a machine in there. He's not... Maybe he's just a brain inside of a mechanical suit. We don't know. So, steam combat. His B-moves, however, is where it gets a little more interesting. Because since Advanced Wars involves commanding troops, I believe that his B-moves will be related to summoning various units from the Advanced Wars series. His up B would be summoning a plane... That he could actually hold on to if he was if he was like basically falling off the mat, his up B would be grabbing the plane and then letting it fly up with him. He could fire bullets from it while it's carrying him for a certain distance. All right, I think Cammy could cannon spike that right out of the sky. His no, well, yeah, she can reach it. It's a freaking plane. It's normal. She can jump super high. But his ground B would be summoning a plane to drop bombs. Mm. His actual B forward would be summoning a tank. Like a normal tank forward that would actually, like, you know, just drive forward and launch, like, a missile or some tread over. Now, holding B would be something more difficult because I feel like you should be able to hold B and then make that determine what his forward B would summon. So if it's just, if you just hit B 
and then forward B, he'd summon a tank. Mm. If you hold down B for a bit and then push forward B, he'd summon heavy tanks. And if you do it for the longest amount of time, which would be the most difficult, you're right. He summon neo tanks. He sounds overpowered. He's really overpowered. All right, so I think uh, Sturm beats Cammy. He'd probably get a job in Sturm's army. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Cammy would get a job in Sturm's army. All right, so now for the all the beans coming up for the final, we have Zul, the interdimensional inter inter interdimensional ninja. <laughs> <laughs> He's a ninja against Sturm from Advanced Wars. What are we thinking here? I'm giving it to Sturm, honestly. You still think give it to Sturm? You don't think a little ninja can sneak right through those defenses? He'd I mean, have to take out his entire a, army. He could. The entire army. He could. Look at those ears. <laughs> oh, those aren't ears. That's steam. Powering the steamed hams he's making under that coat. All right. You know what? I'm not gonna, I, I'm, that's okay. I'm not going to argue much about this one because I think, the big, I think the big question's coming up in the final round, and we can talk about this when we come back, and that Out is Sturm from Advanced Wars. Versus versus Bonkson from Bonk's Adventure. <laughs> All right, so for more information on our bonus round, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to their SoundClouds and Bandcamps and everywhere where you can download these music, buy this music, and support these artists. Thanks for joining us on episode 24-6 of Rhythm and Pixels. This is our uh, fake Smash Brothers tournament where our listeners gave us suggestions on who they would like to have in Smash Brothers, and we decide who would win in a fight. I will say, honestly, Ralph the Bet, if you guys think this would be a cool topic to do again, let us know, because if so, I think Rob said it earlier, too, I think we would totally be down for doing this again. And, of course, oh, we yeah. would keep the tracks that we didn't use that were submitted, and people can submit new tracks as well, and then we can go at it again, because this has been one of my favorite listener submission episodes by far. So, Just, yeah, in the final round, we have Bonk from Bonk's Adventure against Sturm from Advanced Wars. Um, do we want to leave it at that? Do we want to decide? What do you want to do? I... I want to just give it... I think it's still Sturm, man. Sturm I'm, is borky broke. Though Bonk, Bonk is also broke. But. Bonk's my underdog, man. Bonk is my underdog. Okay, sell us Bonk. Sell us Bonk against Sturm. All right, this is what you we're going to do. do. This. this is what we're going to do. We're going to have... This is going to be an online poll, right? All right, so this is what we're going to do. This is going online right now. <laughs> At the end of the show, I'll do it later. But it's going to go on. Who's going to win the Smash Brothers tournament for the ages? Bonk. Or Sturm. I mean, who's yeah, heard of Sturm? I do agree Sturm? with Mike, though. Who knows? I do agree. Everyone knows Sturm, or they should. That's I take it back. you got to actually beat the game and know Sturm, and good luck. The game's not particularly easy. <laughs> um, anyway, this this last track was um, is another submission. Uh, this came from our listener, That Nick Walker, and this is the track Dragon Realms from Spyro 4 Enter the Dragonfly for the PlayStation 2. Um, he says, I really love the Smash series, and I'm one of the lucky few who has gotten every pick of character they want. Pac-Man, Pac-Man Worlds, Pac-Man, Ridley, Mega Man. I've gotten all the big wigs that I could have ever wanted. But deep down, there's another character I really love, one that's a huge hit in Japan, and now um, 
And now the us that I've always wanted and I've lost an undisclosed amount of money betting on them being released in the Smash Passes. I couldn't read that sentence. Uh, but I play Monster Hunter music on here far too often, so I chose a track for my second pick to stop being so predictable to the listeners. This is a relaxing tune from Spyro, Enter the Dragonfly. A rather janky uh, title in the series, but the only one of the main series I ever played, and it's a decent chunk of my childhood. The tune is the main hub area. Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and it's just super relaxing and the unique Spyro sound I love so much. Um, I love this la- this tune at the end. Uh, I love great. that um, Bedroth said, Sturm kind of reminds me of Wallheart from Fire Emblem Awakening, and my reading that somehow said reminds me of Walmart. <laughs> like, that would be an odd character. That would be a broken character in Smash Bros. Just Walmart. Just Walmart. <laughs> just Walmart comes in. So, I mean, like, what do we, what do we say about this? I mean, does, 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 uh, does Spyro just come in here and just wreck shop? Does he just defeat Bonk and Sturm? I feel like Spyro has some potential, though, because one thing worth factoring in is that he was also in Scum Skylanders. And I feel like if he uses Skylanders version, he would have more apt. He had access to more abilities than he probably had in normal games themselves. That would be an electric boogaloo question, to be perfectly honest, though, because Spyro is his boy. And he would know better than anybody I know how versatile Spyro can get. Um, oh, my God. That's a good point. <laughs> the power of money. Yeah, that, God, I want to play Advance Wars again now. See see what happened? This is what this show does to me. It makes me want to play the games we talk about on the show. Now I'll play Advance Wars and get back to Spyro so EV can be like, you finally beat the game, you knucklehead. Um, <laughs> I, I, and Bong 3 even. Bong 3 is a game that haunts me forever. Bong 3 is one of the reasons why I don't loan games out. <laughs> Literally. Why I one of the reasons I loan games though, because it's worth a lot of money now, and a friend of mine that I loaned it to was really into drugs, and he totally lost it or sold it for drugs or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but as a result, I never saw that game again. And it was after he worked extra hard to convince me to not be selfish and lend the game to him. I have him to blame. That's right. That's <laughs> right. You've lent like, me games before, but I've, true. Been, I've been careful. Hey, you have been. I, I give you that. I, I give you holy credit for that. You, you understand that I'm really sensitive about loading games. So when I get oh, broken yeah. down enough to do it, you take great care of me. Yeah, I feel like you know, you, you it, it's a responsibility to take care of uh, you know stuff that you care about. You know, so um, why wouldn't I want to take care of your stuff? Because I it's care about you. Thank you. It's much appreciated. It's it's, it's uh, honestly yeah like and that's also why like I'd be like hey you can go ahead and borrow this where some other person's like let me borrow this like, get the heck out of my face <laughs> beat it <laughs> all right so maybe maybe we maybe we won't throw Spyro in this mix but Spyro is kind of the ref here you he see. does have that kind of speech he's a he's a saucy gent so I think he could come up with some interesting like zingers mm-hmm. during the battle he's like all but right Bonk, a- you're gonna fight this guy who's this guy I don't know no one plays your game ah, let's go Bonk. <laughs> <laughs> play advanced wars man uh, people like advanced wars stop <laughs> hating people do like advanced wars that's that's true people like video games <laughs> oh my god i love that people are like second person bedroth's um shuka pal says that he would represent lloyd too from tales of symphonia using the track fatal i am be honest lloyd irving from Tales of Symphonia is another one of those I always wish he'd make it into the game in some way. Admittedly, he's another sword user, so that would kind of be that thing that would trigger a bunch of people. But he's a dual-wielding sword user. Oh, so he's, 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 he's using two. He can he can jump in there twice. 
No, he just would swing both arms from side to side because come on, it's time go to backwards. go. Go backwards. <laughs> and he can also summon spirits because, you know, of course, that game had summons. I don't remember what they actually were called in that game, but he could summon them and it would be awesome. And he could cast magic spells too. He'd be pretty solid. <laughs> Lloyd would be legit. Mm. Well, if you have a uh, suggestion for who would win in the Smash Brothers contest, if you want to vote for your favorite uh, track from today and who would win in this our, our own uh, Smash Brothers contest, or if you just want to say hello, you know, if you want to like, if you need a friend, I mean, we're here for you. Just send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And if you'd like a full track listing from all of our episodes and um, access to all of our episodes and everything else that we're doing, check out the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. Um, check us out on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. It's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. Over there on Facebook, we have a group called Rhythm and Pixels Chat. And you can join that and you know get in the, the chat with us. We post all sorts of you know, game news and just silly stuff, stuff that we're doing at the time. Uh, we have a Discord server. Um, you can join the Discord server from our website. Um, and there's a lot of uh, discussion happening there. Sometimes, usually me after a couple glasses of wine. And I'm going to say hello to you there. Uh, and uh, oh, also we have some cool t-shirts and merchandise got rhythmandpixels.com slash merch we have a few t-shirts there that we've designed that are all uh, wacky and fun so if you want to support the show you can do that and if you'd like to support the show in other ways go to patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels you get access to a prequel episode every week and once a month access to a live streamed recorded episode such as this one which is always a lot of fun to do and we also have some other little benefits that you get on our radio station, youtube.com slash rhythm and pixels. But we also like to just say, hey, thanks for um, thanks for everything that you do at the end of the all of the end of all the episodes. <laughs> so we'd like to thank uh, that Nick Walker, The Last Recon, Mike Myers, Bedroth of VGM, very good music podcast, Justin Bieber from XVGM Radio, hey! Sonic Medley. Taco, Harold Howard, Dave Taylor, Reinhardt Selkova, Andreas Milberg, Dan Loughton, Phantom Jest, Steve Miller, The Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Shenstrom, Bobby Arson from One Up Funk, Wicked Sephiroth, Carlos from the Heroes 3 podcast, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast, and Brian Pitt. So thank you all so much for your continued support of our show. We should say that... Um, there's just recently a bonus episode of the VGM Very Good Music Podcast that came out. And there was most recently another episode from the Forever Sound version. Episode that came after 68 and is just before episode 70. That also has uh, the Dyad as a special guest. It's it's, it's a fantastic episode. Uh, I've really been enjoying those shows. So check it was out. Justin Snyder, not Justin Bieber. Right, right. Justin Timberlake. Understood. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think, he, I think he's in the chat. Um, yeah. He is in the chat! Yeah, wow. Oh, man. <laughs> it's amazing. We've got we've got royalty. We have pop star royalty, <laughs> Justin Timberlake, in the chat room at youtube.com slash chat room slash Timberlake Bieber. There it is. That's respect. Give him Timberlake. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's getting late. Anyway, this is what happens to me. Um, all right. So, yeah, uh, we're going to have a bunch of guests coming up for this month, the month of September. 
It's going to be a great month for podcasting because it's not a great month for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Spring in September. Um, oh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. There you go. I said that we got something going on there, and that is I can listen to that song on repeat for the rest of the week. Play some um, Elite Beat Agents. Take care of business. Oh, is it, is it in Winden? That's right. Um, you ever play the, uh, uh, the the computer version of that? The um, I uh, have not. I want to play Osu. Osu, yeah. It's, oh. it's it's kind of a meme of um, annoying young internet kids obsessed with rhythm games playing Osu and being jerks to each other. Really? Yeah, because the DDR community doesn't like getting um, lumped in with those kids. <laughs> that makes me sad. Maybe if I play Osu, I can be like, I'm a wholesome Osu player. Yeah, you should get into it. It's, it's, it's this, I, I can't. That that style of rhythm game, I, my brain doesn't work that way. I can't figure it out. But you, you love that stuff. Oh, yeah. I was essing all the games, all yeah, the tracks, and, and yeah, all UB, those games. Yeah, you, yeah, one, two, and EBA. Yeah, you asked all those all those tracks. All right. Um, <laughs> that's the Elite B Agents. That's, that's true. The thing is, the Elite B Agents in Smash, this is what this is Bedrock's suggestion. Oh, like, so Elite B Agents should totally be in Smash. I think they'd be hard to be as characters in Smash, but I think they would be a great assist trophy. Like if you throw if you throw the poem, this is trophy out, and EBA just come out, they would do their cheer, and whoever threw it down would get like a huge power surge while they were out doing their cheer. Yeah, but they like their cheer is like the entire song of uh, Britney Spears is toxic. It's just they just the entire song. No, no, actually there is. I'm trying to remember what it was, but there is a Britney Spears song in uh, the Agents I thought it was that toxic. I somehow like. No, it's uh, the. Dress Me Up in Diamonds or some crap. I uh, hate the song, but in the game, it was amazing. I don't know how to explain it. There's only two good Britney Spears songs, and that is um, You Gotta Work, and the other one is Toxic. <laughs> and I just realized, I don't think it is Britney. The one I'm thinking about, it wasn't Britney Spears. It was some other person who's like Britney Spears from that era, but not her. Probably Bieber. You're probably thinking of Bieber. Who's in the chat room? So you can ask Stop him. Stop it! It'll be... <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to the show. We'll see you next week. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Thanks for listening. Good night. And remember, time is slipping. Time is moving quite quickly. Even in this time where a lot of us feel us moving slowly because, well, yeah. It's actually moving quicker than we think. And as that time passes, it is worth noting the people that still are in your life and are still able to connect with you. And vice versa, we to connect with them. Um, if they are older and such, um, it's worth to communicate with them, not just to say, hi, how are you doing, but also by virtue of just the idea of having a conversation and learning more about their life, their past, their present. Um, there's a lot of wisdom that can be passed down from those that are older than us and have come before us. And it's a, it's better to get it straight from the horse's mouth that lived the time than otherwise. Some valuable information, get some cool recipes, some cool first-hand historical reference knowledge of ways to cheat at your favorite games because let's be honest some of our seniors can still throw down some on the controller throw down on the sticks so um basically just cherish those herbs that are in your life that are still accessible to you because just like that you might not be anymore and you want to make sure that the time that you have with them is time that you use to the fullest <laughs>